You are listening to Thoughtless Casual Gaming with Brett and Jace. We are a Geelong-based gaming podcast where we play some games badly and then talk badly about them. Badly. Badly. Uh, (laughs) Fortunately, some days we have people that aren't us on here where you get some less badly talk and some even less badly are played games. So with that... Is that a double negative? I don't even know. Uh, but we, with that intro out of the way, uh, we would love to say hi to our good friend, Phil. Uh, wow, that was definitely an intro. Um, yep. Thank you. <laughs> it well, was. Well rehearsed. <laughs> you haven't listened to us before, have you? <laughs> that was a good life choice. That was a good life choice. Uh, so a couple of weeks back, we did a, another tournament, Thoughtless Bowl 4. Standard sevens tournament. We didn't do anything juicy for this one. That's all saved for the end of the year. There is going to be so much juice, by the way. Anyway. (laughs) Fluids flowing everywhere. So we had, we ended up, how many people did we end up with for Thoughtless Bowl? Are you going to ask me to answer things? I am too. that's, That's rude. Hang on, how many roster files have I got? That's the, the general way to find out how to do it. Uh, does it tell me how many files are in this folder? Because that would be so good. 25. 25. I have 25 rosters. That will do. Yep. And I think we ended up with 22 players on the day. So an even number, which meant you didn't have to play badly. I'm so angry. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to fucking win that bastard anyway. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> you weren't. I was going to win the No, I, I absolutely wasn't, but it would have been funny. Anyway, 20, 20 odd players. What sort of a breakdown did we have for the teams? Team wise. So I suppose the only call out there is we did make a couple of cheeky adjustments to what we'd done previously with things where we basically gave teams a skill pack to based on their tier. So tier one got some skills and tier two got some more skills, that kind of stuff. Um, Where previously we had given tiers more cash to spend and they could spend it on players or tiers uh, or or skills. Um, And we also messed with the tiers a fraction because there is a bunch of sevens data out now to saying what teams do well in sevens versus elevens. So that meant some some teams went up a tier and maybe got less skills and some team teams went down and got more skills, which may or may not have affected people's choices. Uh, we'll find out. Anyway, uh, rosters in, I had four Norse rosters. There was a lot of Norse. Uh, there were three Skaven and three Dwarves. And then we had one of a whole bunch of other teams, but notably no Hiles, no 
corn, no vampires, no tomb kings, goblins, ogres, elven union, chaos dwarves, humans, imperial nobility, or old world alliance. Some of those are more surprising than others. Who the hell wasn't <coughs> running corn? That would have been amazing. Uh, I mean, you were all set to run corn. I was so excited to run corn. <laughs> uh, the, I mean, I suppose the, the standouts there, Norse, for Norse, look, that's understandable. Norse are, are fairly strong. They show up with block. Yep. Three dwarves. Yeah. This was a curious one for me. Luckily, we have somebody here to talk to this that is not us. Hmm. Somebody maybe with a little bit more experience in why you would possibly take dwarves to a sevens tournament. Phil, you took dwarves to a sevens tournament. Well, let me just recap my my experience with dwarves. Um, it was going to a sevens tournament just recently, and that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so as far as being a, a knowledgeable exponent of uh, how to properly play dwarves, I wouldn't say I'm that. But, um, yeah, again, the whole block thing uh, was, was quite good. Um, I took a few dwarves in your last sevens uh, tournament that you had where you could take a little bit of this and a little bit of that. Mm-hmm. And it was very refreshing having something with block. It's my normal array of chaosy things that uh, I usually play with. Uh, yeah, block's a little bit of a premium. So by saying that you don't normally play dwarves, are you just trying to get some sort of credit back? No, no, I mean, I've, I've, I've never actually touched dwarves. I think they're horrible and I actually really detest them on the table. I have been known from time to time just to forfeit a game with dwarves, just to go and watch another game, which is sort of more pleasant than actually having to play the horrible little things. Correct. So let's I mean, inflict those on others. That's the moral of the story. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, it's... This, the, this year, it's been a, a little bit of a, a personal goal for each new tournament uh, to try and slay the grey a little bit. So to paint up a team that's been sitting on a shelf looking forlornly at me to get some paint on it to play it. So I thought sevens, it's not a team that I'd normally play in 11s, so I thought it was a, a good opportunity to get it up. And like I said, in the previous tournament, had a couple of dwarves in there. It was kind of fun having sort of reliable pieces. So I thought, let's try a team of the rotten little buggers and um, see how they go. All right. So what I'm hearing is my adjustments to the players pack had zero to do with any choices that anybody made and basically tears mean nothing. Is that what I mean? Uh, yes, yes and no. I think when when you were talking about the adjustments to the pack, you did mention dwarves and that was the thing that actually put them on the radar. When it came time to actually make a team, I must admit it made absolutely zero difference, but they're already there, and I thought this is probably the only time that they're going to get paint, so now's as good a time as any. It was committed. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> I, I will admit there was some nervousness when I bumped them up, because they oh, I bumped them down effectively, because they're tier one normally for everyone, yeah. because mm. you, you put guard on everybody, and they're just stupid reliable. Yeah. Um, and because, and I think effectively, A, because people look at them and go, oh, they're slow and sevens is a pretty fast game. It's probably not going to be great. So either there are less games or there are less games where people can grind. Um, they've done less well. So we put them as tier two. They got some extra skills. I don't know if it made a difference, but. Yeah. Uh, I, I must admit the difference between three skills and four skills, it's irrelevant. You could, could have put the team, team on the table with no additional skills and they would have been just fine. <laughs> Stupid, reliable, uninteresting little bastards. <laughs> they really are. They're, they're broken. I've always found them just one of those teams where 
to me, I don't, I don't know how you experience this playing with them, but to me, they've always felt very similar. So every game against Dwarves has felt similar to every other game and playing as Dwarves has always felt like I was... It's the rinse and repeat of washing your that. hair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I think you're right, um, but I don't know if that's the team or the people who play the team. I mean, that could be it too. <laughs> I mean, there there is a way to play them, but it doesn't have to be the only way. It's like the other the other dwarf team that was in the tournament that we'll probably get to a little bit later. His makeup was a little bit different. He had a couple of runners, and one had Vumbrowski. Okay, yes, which which is all sorts of exciting possibilities for dropping it and picking it up with another little dude and getting a bit of ball movement going, which I thought was a great idea. That, yeah, there were some surprising skill choices in there. Like, I have never seen anybody voluntarily take Bumblerooski ever. I, I, I reckon that's that's highly underrated skill. Uh, look, potentially is, but it's still yet to see it play yeah, out. I've, I've never seen it. I've never played with it. But <laughs> in my mind's eye, it's it's got a lot of potential. This, yeah. No, I, I feel that. So I am going to... Take a big break from where we're going just because we've leapt straight into tournament things and I realise there are likely a whole number of people that have no idea who this new voice is and where they've come from and and any kind of nerd credit that they may or may not have. So, Phil, just give us a really quick recap of the last however many years of games, hobby and things. How did you get here? Alrighty, well, it's it's been a bit of a journey that started when Citadel first put out their very first uh, metal box sets, the Regiments of Renown. Um, so for anyone that was around when it all began, that's pretty much when my um, hobbying career started. Um, since then, big into Warhammer, um, loved it. That was my sort of primary game for years and years and years. We're Up talking like fantasy or 40? Oh, no, no fantasy. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that was my jam for a long time. Um, then I spat the dummy and packed up my bat and ball and went home when they changed to eighth. Um, didn't like that at all. Uh, and from there, it was um, Blood Bowl's always been sort of that, that side chick who's always that reliable sort of warm embrace that you can fall into every now and again. Um, yeah, it's, it's always been a good fun game. Um, loved it. Uh, probably my favourite game, actually, apart from Epic, uh, the original. That um, G-Dubs put out. Which they may be redoing, but anyway. Yeah, yeah, which would be interesting to see what they do with it. Uh, But, yeah, so been in the hobby for a long, long time. Um, Avid painter, probably more than a gamer. Actually, probably modeler slash painter more than a gamer. Uh, But, yeah, do enjoy sort of the game and the tactical aspect of any of the G-Dub games. So anything with a little bit of a tactical element I'm bang up for. Um. As for being good at the game, I think I'm a lot better than I actually am. Um, solid average would probably be my my overall ranking, I think. <laughs> it's not a bad place to aim for, if you ask me. But anyway, uh, and for context, Phil is actually the person that taught me Blood Pole in a very hazy weekend away uh, in Ballarat at a caravan park for a Warhammer Fantasy tournament. Glad you put that in. We went up to Ballarat 
for this fair freezing fucking cold we booked a couple of cabins in this caravan park and the night before we're having a couple of drinks and feels like you ever played some blood bowl I'm like nah he's like well i just happen to have a box here with some stuff um and yeah that 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 was my uh induction if you will into the blood bowl it's it's a good way to do it anyway caravan park in ballarat look at what you're responsible for i know right <laughs> this is this is all you buddy uh, so, all right, back to back to things. So, we, we've got a tournament. We've got some players. We've got some adjustments to tiers that made absolutely zero difference. Um, but we've got a team. So, you want to give us a quick rundown? Can you remember what was in the roster? Dwarves. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely, for the dwarves. Yeah. Um, well, we went for a couple of blitzers, uh, a runner, a slayer, three linemen, and desperate measures. Um, so Blitzers, yeah, nice and reliable. Five movement, which is fair hooning along for the Dwarven team. <laughs> um, only surpassed by their movement six runner. Uh, the rest is a little bit sort of movement four-ish from there. Um, so, yeah, it was, it was pretty simple to put together from there. It's just throwing a, a random assortment of skills. So the runner got blocked, so everyone's got block. Uh, one Blitzer had tackled to try and stomp uh, gutter runners and elves. Uh, Blitzer with sure feet just to keep him sort of up and moving. <laughs> He's terrible. basically movement seven. Terrible idea. <laughs> <laughs> really, it, oh, it's a trap. It just makes you think that going for it's a good idea. <laughs> and uh, the Slayer, of course, the Slayer has to get mighty blow because that's what Slayers do. Seems fair. And the desperate measures, did how did that pan out for you? Was that a good choice for the day or...? Oh, look, to be honest, I made my team and had 50 points left, looked at inducements and thought that's that's the way to go. Um, it, I don't think it did anything. Uh, I forgot it in two games. I was about to say, did we remember it? Problem yeah. number one. In, in, in the first game, it did something. Um, apart from that, no, it didn't really do anything. Um, I remembered in two other games, but it did nothing. And the fourth game, I just forgot it totally. So <laughs> I, I need to find a, a better way of reminding myself what it actually does. I think yeah. uh, I think Moose in our league, and he uh, played as well, he has a whole heap of tokens for the desperate measures because yeah. he's mm. a big fan. <laughs> yeah. like he will take seven or eight of them if he's allowed. Uh, but he has the tokens there to remind him what he's got and the fact that he has desperate measures to use. So, Yeah, that's that's probably a really solid idea because mm. the two games I did remember it, it was the auto-pass and auto-catch one, mm -hmm. which is actually really nice to have that in the back pocket. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, yep. circumstances just never sort of presented themselves. So there's a couple of good options on it. Yeah, I I, I tend to find there's a couple of ones that, I mean, I'm glad that they've they've adjusted a couple at least, but some are just that, that, that auto, you know, the set player, whatever it's called, glorious. Mm. The banana peel catches people out every time. Like, mm. it's just, and then, you know, there's a chance of turning things into frogs. This is good. Yeah. Uh, all right. Where to from here? We've got a team. Did we actually manage to get it painted? Million dollar question. <laughs> we, we did, even though it was a little bit rushed. Of course, I'm, I, I have a habit of leaving things to the last minute, um, but I did plan this one out, left a bit of time in the, the week leading up to the tournament to get some painting in. 
Uh, of course, that was all trumped by a sick four-year-old, uh, which totally obliterated any of that free time. So it turns up that the day before tournament day, uh, I managed to get some undercoat and put it on the models and uh, hit it with a paintbrush. Um, turns out, luckily, that dwarves are really good for painting quickly, because uh, if it's not skin and it's not hair or beard and it's not armour, then there's nothing else really nice. on them. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. So a quick uh, slop chop um, and just left so the armour and the beard and then you're good to go. And then we just hit it with a gloss varnish and we're good. Yeah, that's right. Yes. Yeah, that's uh, that was probably a poor decision at one o'clock in the morning. Um, I should have turned more lights on to actually choose the right can of varnish. But yeah, as, uh, as uh, Jay said, managed to hit it with some really, really glossy varnish. Um, and uh, yeah, all kind of nicely obscured all the detail. Uh, so ended up with just little blobs of blue on little bases, uh, but you could still kind of see what <laughs> they, they did were, their I job. Suppose. They looked fine. <laughs> uh, you managed to get some matte over the top, and it killed most of it anyway. You, it was fine. Oh, it still, still burnt your eyes. It was that, a dead set shocker. That paint is never chipping off, though. No, no, no not at all. No. <laughs> <laughs> use them as fucking ping pong balls. They... <laughs> yeah. After after World War Three, it'll be the cockroaches and those models. Keith Richards and them. Yeah, <laughs> seven little angry dwarves. <laughs> Oh, that is glorious. Um, so, all right, yeah, we've we've gone through last-minute tournament prep. That's an important part. That's how we know it's a tournament. Absolutely. So we managed to get paint on them. We managed to do a little cheat sheet for both me and my opponent uh, with all the, the vitals of the, the lads. Another cheat sheet person. Yeah, you love, love my cheat sheets. Always do like a little laminated handout. Um, takes about 10, 15 minutes, but it's a good reminder for me. And it's just a nice, easy way of sort of presenting it to your opponent rather than the, the nice long list with the size 10 font, which is always a little bit difficult to read. All right. So just team sort of, you know, base stats, extra skills. Yep. Nothing else fancy? No, 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 nothing else fancy. No. Usually just a little bit down the bottom of any sort of special rules that might sort of um, be of interest. So the Nurgle dude's just a little bit down the bottom of how uh, tentacles work or how foul appearance works just mm -hmm. as a, a quick reminder if people don't sort of face them on a regular basis that is gloriously considerate which is probably why i've never thought of it um <laughs> <laughs> just just kind of speeds it up a bit i don't i don't really like gotchas they they kind of take a little bit of something something away from from getting a, a victory if it's done with the gotcha yeah, no, I, I hear that. I also don't like talking to people that much, so I feel like this. <laughs> yeah, paper. Read the thing. There it is. I love it. Now we did a we did an episode on tournament prep a couple of episodes ago with Clinton, and yeah, he was a big cheat sheet person as well. Mm. Yeah, I think that was so we could learn how to play. Though that was like I set my like his cheat sheet would have set my guys up like this and turn you know move them in this order. Whereas, fantastic. <laughs> I, I'm yet to see anyone show up to a Blood Bowl tournament with a playbook. With an actual playbook. Like an actual, and then, you know, I'm going to put the guys in the right spot. Hmm. Okay. Mayhem's coming up. There you go. All right. Knock, knock yourself out. <laughs> Project. Knock, if I, knock your good self out. If I take my Nurgle team, I don't need to paint them because they're already painted. So I can spend that time on a playbook. <laughs> Interesting. But as long as you're paying, you're not having to rock up with pre-prepared setups. 
Yeah, well, I don't know how to play them, so I don't know what I'd put in the playbook anyway. <laughs> so. Well, as long as you're doing something hobby-related the night before, it still counts. That's my view. Yeah. Um, all right. Do we want to move on to games and things before we get way too off track? All right. Let's do that. So uh, round one, Phil, you were playing Ben with his Amazons. Ben with the Amazons. Yeah, it's. Um, I know I've known Ben for years since back in the old um, G-Dub days uh, when we used to sort of pass time doing painting tax there and talking about all things World of Warcraft. Um, so Ben had, had his brand new Zons, uh, which is polishing up for his trip to uh, Alicante. Is that the, oh, the, the World Cup? No, okay. Cup yep. Yeah, yeah, half his luck. Um, so that was actually our both of our first uh, exposure to desperate measures. Mm-hmm. So we, we set up our, our, our little models and we rolled our dice and we both had desperate measures and he rolled up number one, this big block of text. So I handed him the sheet because I couldn't be bothered reading it. And he looks at it and says, oh, bugger, me, me Amazon's off for the rest of the game. So he grabs his Amazon and throws it in the dugout. And I roll one, which sends another one off uh, for this play. Um, so before the ball was even kicked, he was two Amazons down. Now, it turns out, a bit of a spoiler, that number one doesn't actually send it off for the entire game, but um, there's a, a lesson there to actually read the full text of, of what a, an ability does, uh, but we didn't sort of discover that till well and truly after the game. Uh, so Ben kind of shot himself in the foot a little bit before the game started. Um, but as it turns out, it didn't really matter. Um, there were no real highlights for this game because it was just a total dicing of epic proportions. <laughs> um, the dwarves got the ball. Uh, the Amazons would either punch themselves in the face or throw themselves on the ground so that we could just wander over the touchdown line. Then we'd reset and that would happen again and again and again. Um, so after the game finished with a 3-0 win to the Dwarves, where I don't think the Amazons actually had hold of the ball for more than a turn, it was it was grim. I've, I've never seen dice roll so poorly as they did that entire game. Um, and Ben, to his credit, was through gritted teeth and a pretense of having a great time all the way through it. So, no, he, he was a dead set legend. So I've never no, seen dice he, that, that bad. He definitely was. He was taking that all in his stride. I mean, out of, let's see, what was it? It was possible 28 points for each round that you could have gotten. So 20 for a win, three for three or more touchdowns, three for three or more casualties, one for a perfect defense, one for getting your score sheets on time. So 28 possible points. You got all 28. Yeah, game. he was. I mean, he he was setting up with three Amazons in the second half, and I don't think I'd touched him. They were all casualties that were self-inflicted. See, that, that's what <laughs> happens when I play corn. Yeah, it was it, it was amazing. It was it was actually a thing to see. I I didn't think it was possible. Christ. Um. So for those playing at home, you don't right, is the desperate measure where you randomly find one of your players and they get their strength or their agility improved, right? But after 
a so improved by one. You pick; it's the best. Um, but after a drive uh, on a one or a two, they miss the rest of the match. But if That's you don't one. read that entirely all the way through, then you just get to the miss the rest of the match. And oh no, I I think we did the dice roll. Ooh. He rolled yeah. a one or a two, and it's like, oh no, we miss the rest of the match. Yeah, <laughs> oops. Yeah, no, you get to play with them once. At yeah. least once, yeah. So that's uh, that, that wasn't a great start to the game, but yeah, it's um, after watching the game, I don't think it probably would have made too much of a difference. No. Unfortunately, <laughs> it was a like, shock. We were looking at you know Amazon's dwarves, the the whole dodge tackle issue anyway, but uh, it turns out it didn't matter. Yeah, look, I even when I was I was doing a lot of punching, but just couldn't break their armor. Um, even the the troll slayer with his mighty blow, he was setting about them, having a wow of a time, but getting them on the ground but just couldn't finish them off and then they jump up and double skulls and fall down break their armor cavity <laughs> excellent another one would try and dodge fall over break their armor casualty yeah racking them up had a great old time oh, it's lovely when your opponent does all the work for you <laughs> uh, it was yeah, it was a dead set shocker but again ben top class opponent and he, he took it really well all the way through as you'd expect for so someone of his caliber Excellent. So, shall we move on? Round two. Yeah. Round two was the Dwarf Off. So the Dwarf Hayden. Off with Hayden. Yeah, that, that was an interesting one. I've never had a, a Dwarf on Dwarf encounter. Um, I've, seen, I've seen the videos. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. And it, it was pretty much like that. So, the game was pretty much uh, pairing off. Finding a, a dance partner with another dwarf and puffing chests and bumping each other and saying things like, what you going to do, bro? Um, <laughs> that, that went on for most of the game. Um, there was a lot of to and froing, not a whole lot of sort of movement of the ball. Got bogged down very quickly, had it, as you'd expect, with dwarf on dwarf. Um, had a cheeky chance for a bit of a breakthrough in the first half with a blitz which double sculled um so that kind of ruined my drive and in the second half uh hayden had a bit of a chance to grab the win uh but yeah going for it just doesn't really happen with little stunty legs and that kind of ended his drive he needed that sure foot blitzer <laughs> <laughs> yeah it, it it was it was tough we were by about sort of halfway through the first half, it was like, oh, this is going to be really tough to get a result. And it turned out to pretty much be that way. Oh, man, I feel like you line up to that game and you're like, oh, this is going to be tough to get a result, period. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I mean, he... there's, a, there's always a result. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but he was much of one, though. <laughs> no, he was the one with the Fumbleruski runner yeah yeah he was i was i was hoping for for something exciting from that but we just never really sort of got a break from each other it was just sort of basing each other up uh, you'd knock someone over and not break their armor they'd get back up if they were still on their feet they'd give you a bit of a shove <laughs> next turn and yeah unfortunately sort of uh, ground out to a bit of a nil all draw in the end yeah, all right. So, I mean, I kind of I saw the first result went damn. I saw the second result went oh. With only four games, have we just drawn ourselves out of contention? Was probably the concern, right? Mm. Well, that's the, that's what we were talking about as as we went through. It's like oh, this is this is looking grim because again, casualty is. I don't think we had any, or there might have been sort of one. There was one for Hayden. So mm. this is this is around you actually 
scored less than he did. So it was yeah. 13 points to 12. Mm. Whereas the previous round, Hayden scored 27 points. Yeah. Uh, so that put you both on the same level, exactly the same level. Mm. But uh, yeah, no, it was nil all and only the one casualty. So. Yeah, but so saying, even though there was a lot of chest put, um, chest puffing, I actually really enjoyed the game. As as weird as it sounds, um, it was very much a chess match, and it was really interesting, like trying to get that. Just just getting a two on one was was a major sort of strategy, just to try and get that that little breakthrough, because it was very much the lines were locked and they were swinging, yeah. and if mm-hmm. if someone had have actually got a casualty or someone down early on, it would have actually sort of made a hole that it would have been really hard to recover from. So that, that was sort of an interesting bit of a chess match, but unfortunately it just never really developed. No, you make a point because I think that a lot of the time playing against dwarves, because who in their right mind plays with them, right? It, <laughs> as long as you don't play their game, it's good. Right? You you step back, you go around, you you avoid at all cost. Um but when you're both playing dwarves, you're both playing the same. And so then it's who can play the dwarf game more. So, I mean, I suppose it's just a, a, a game of blah, blah, where you're both playing the same game. It's not yeah. you. I'm playing run away. You're playing run into me. Yeah. And you've got to be extra cautious because, again, there's no re-rolls. So even though you've got a few pieces with three agility, so it's not great, but you could possibly dodge away and get a 2D and break through here. It's like, uh, with, with no re-rolls, I'm, I'm not keen on that. Because, no, again, if, if I try and you fail, you've created then created the hole, yep. which yeah. will be the, the one that will punch through. And it is not a dwarf player's, you know, kind of way to take those kind of risks. Not for dodging. <laughs> uh, I suppose it depends what sort of dwarf player you are. <laughs> I mean, here I am just <clears throat> thoroughly throwing out stereotypes. But, um, yeah, all right, so we've gone into mm. from from way way out my top to, to kind of a nice middling place, arguably in a good spot to trampoline. <laughs> oh, absolutely, middle, middle of the pack. That's, that's kind of where I'm comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> Perfectly average, solid that's, average. Absolutely. <laughs> Uh, and then we go into game three. So game three was against Will, Chaos oh, Renegades. Chaos Renegades. Oh, my Troy Slow was so excited. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, was, he was absolutely pumped. Oh, no, yes, I, I did remember the desperate measures for this one. Um, gave, gave it a roll. Mm-hmm. Troll Slayer plus one strength. A boo, yeah. Three, three big guys to choose from. This is going to be sweet. Love and life. Okay. How good is this? First turn, Troll Slayer goes down, casualty. Oh, no, no, he didn't, didn't casualty, um, just went down, KO'd. Yep. So that was a bit of a disappointment because I've had all sorts of cool plays where Troll Slayer was going to take big guys off board and it was going to be glorious. So um, we'll remove my big strength for Troll Slayer and then <laughs> proceeded to beat the living Christ out of the rest <laughs> of my team uh, with three big guys that just didn't realise that they actually had negatrates. Um, it's like, meh, yeah, stupid, who, who cares, a bonehead, nah, it's a thing that happens to other people. Um, where are these squishy little dwarves? Let's just pound them into the dirt. Um, so Will absolutely whooped me um, all over the place for the first turn. Um, unfortunately, couldn't quite get over the line. Um, managed to 
sort of stopped just short. I think there might have been a failed go for it uh, that ended his last minute lunge at the line. But yeah, the, the line of dwarves just managed to hold. Um, so we come to turn two. It's like, beauty, here we go. Time to get Troll Slayer back on. Um, so he's back in the reserve box, beauty. Um, uh, oh, no, uh, we'll, we'll do the one or two roll, see if he's still with us. He is for the game. See if he comes out of the uh, KO box. Yeah, no, he's, he's not keen. Um, so he's decided to stay in there. We set up one man down, being the strength for a troll slayer. Not that we want to labour on that point at all, but he wouldn't have been the, useful though. Like you don't the, want a strength for a troll slayer. You don't want a strength for frenzy dauntless piece where you're facing yeah. three big guys. That's not useful. High, well, highly what's, overrated. What three big guys did he have? I uh, had the um, uh, the troll, the ogre, and the I think it might have been the minotaur. It was a minotaur. So he did, he did have yeah. the troll. So the troll slayer. It's part of his name. Oh, he man, should have he come. Was, he should have been eager. He, he he was keen. He was keen. I I couldn't believe he got knocked out in the first place. Thick skull, <laughs> high, highly overrated. And then Thick just, skull. Who needs that? Um, yeah. Then, then he just wasn't keen. Um. So yeah. So this one again. Um. His big guys are incredibly well behaved. <laughs> um. Hardly failed a roll. I don't think any of them failed until like the last couple of turns in the game. They're really really good. I was so envious. Um. A lot of back and forth, and again, he was beating the bejesus out of me. Um, but I think there was uh, there was one little slide or one little slip um, where something sort of fell over where it shouldn't have, and my little dude with the ball thought, "Hey, here we go. This is the, this is how we're going to do it." Um, oh no, actually, I think this was the one where. Yes, yes, that's right. Sorry, I was thinking of the wrong one. All right, he was he was trouncing down the board again. He'd got hold of the ball, was heading heading for sure victory. Um, fell over um, near the sideline. Um, so early early turnover, we managed to just deck the dude with the ball. Um, the ball dropped into the crowd. The crowd. Thankfully, grabbed it and hurled it to my only guy who was standing up. Everyone sort of on <laughs> on the ground, staring up at usually a big guy. But there's one guy way over the other side, totally out of the play, who just picked himself out of the dirt the turn before. Crowd threw the ball to his feet. Happened to be the runner who looked down and thought, "Ah, oh, there's a ball at my feet." Haven't haven't had an action yet. I'm like, grab that and start wandering up the board. Uh, so he grabbed it, and there was no one nearby. And uh, yeah, unfortunately, he was able to cross the line for a uh, a one nil victory, which I I felt horrible because he was all over me like a rash for the entire game. But unfortunately, Nuffle said here. You, you you definitely deserve this for doing absolutely nothing for your work. <laughs> so the crowd decided that they had had enough of the bashing and they actually wanted to see a touchdown. That doesn't sound like a blood bowl crowd at all. No, not at all. Not at all. So, yeah, Nuffle, Nuffle can just be brutal sometimes. That is. So, oh, wait, I have something for this. Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear. We really need to get onto those. We need yeah. to do something with them. Yeah, yeah, I'll find something, but for now, yeah. there's, <laughs> there's whispers of a cloaked dwarf slayer being seen as part of the crowd. <laughs> it might have been in the vicinity <laughs> where the ball came back in, but they're just rumours. He, he was not knocked out at all. <laughs> no, he just, just didn't want to be there. 
Um, so yeah, he um, like Will, top opponent, really nice guy. He played really well, um, and his guys were really well behaved. And it's always hard with Cash Renegades when the big guys uh, are well behaved. They yeah, they really pack a punch. Um, yeah, really, really unlucky not to come away with the win for that one. Yeah, because again, you look at the Cows Renegades, you look at particularly the three big guy, and that's basically half your team with neg traits. Mm. So it's going to go one way or another. Either they're going to roll good, yeah. and this is going to be the best time in the world, mm. or they're going to do the the thing that mine do. Um, <laughs> Was he using but... the nope dice? That's the question. Um. There were a lot of nope dice floating around. I'd like to say yes, but I couldn't say with certainty. So we'll we'll, yeah. we'll just assume. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There there were a few nopes in in the second half, um, so they weren't sort of as well behaved as they were in the first half. And I think there are a couple of nopes on that sort of turn where the ball carrier got sacked. Yeah, um, which was sort of a, a series of events that sort of laid out a red carpet to be able to get hands on him. <laughs> Uh, unfortunately, but yeah, the scatter into the crowd and the throw like right across the pitch, the land at the feet of the only person who was standing, who happened to be the runner, who was literally the only person that could get across the line in, in a couple of turns. Um, yeah, you'd have to feel a little bit unlucky. Did, did the troll slayer make it back on for that final bit just before the no, game ended? No, 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 of course not. No, no. <laughs> would up would, like, wouldn't done. come out of reserves even for the for the last little squeaky bit. <laughs> Just, just a total shocker. Oh, what a joke. I love it. The, I, it's just imagining the eyes light up as you roll that extra strength, being like, this is possibly oh. the greatest game of Blood Bowl ever. I, I was so pumped. Three three big guys, and he had Mighty Blow, and oh, it, it was going to be glorious. And then for him not only to go down, but to get knocked out. It's like, horse tanker knocked out. <laughs> and what's better, though, it's not even he's casualty. He's knocked out. There's a chance he could come back. Oh, so yeah. Every time, there's just a hope, and 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 then to make the one-two roll, and it's like four plus. Yeah, he's back. It's going to be glorious. Oh, that's right. We've got to actually roll. See if he comes on. And, yeah. <laughs> oh, but that is now two wins and a draw. That's looking all right. Two two glorious victories, as as far as I tell it, sort of at lunch though. Yep. <laughs> so pure, pure pure skill and ability. Absolutely no no lucky dice rolls at all. So then we go into round four, and round four was the final round, and we, the top two tables both had Norse dwarf games. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we all we, we all sort of got together when we were setting up tables and had a bit of a laugh at that about the uh, superiority of the blockables. Yeah. So round four, you're playing Sean. So Sean with his Norse, um, yeah, tough game. Um, he had lots of lots of block again, but I haven't really played Norse very much. Um, so this was a bit of a learning game for me as well. Uh, haven't really sort of even read through them really. Um, they're um, they're little oh, the big frenzied strength four dudes. Yeah. So little. if we if we look at his team really quickly, so he had two all foreigners, which are strength four frenzy guys. Yeah, one of, one of those suckers got block as a free skill. Oh, yeah. Um, and then he ran two Valkyries, which are kind of the, the catcher blocker everything's, the thrower mm. catcher blockers, because um, they show up with catch dauntless pass strip ball. They were they were pretty effective too. Yes, At move yeah. seven, yeah. Uh, and then he had a dodge one and a sure hands one, so he had a thrower and a catcher effectively. Yeah, yeah, that's the yeah they they were the ones that kind of put the wind up me a bit. 
because um, I, I I won the role. I I took took first turn because I must admit I still have no idea whether to take first turn or give it away. Um, managed to trundle up the board and got a turn four touchdown. I thought, yep, you beauty, looking good. Um, Sean then proceeded to just smash past me for a two-turn touchdown, which is like, hang on, you, you you can do that. And that's where I kind of realized that this uh, movement seven is a bit of all right. Uh, also, sort of kicking the ball into the crowd is not great when you can just hand it to whatever player you want. Um, so mental note, find the sweet spot next time. Don't assume. Take uh, care. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Kicks, yeah, kicks are really good skill, uh, which in hindsight, particularly for sevens, is uh, worth its weight in gold. Uh, so it was one all at the end of the first half. So going in the second half, he uh, got the ball again and he was off and it was looking pretty, pretty grim. Um, so he was holding his own and well and truly sort of matching the dwarves. Uh, yeah, the extra speed is pushing down, and again, it was it was one of these one of these situations where Nuffle said, "Look, you're doing everything right," which is a great reason to take the ball off you. <laughs> uh, so I think there was a bit of double skull action involved there, which led to a turnover, um, and from there, yeah, the uh, the dwarven runner again swooped on it and literally sort of ran for glory. Uh, and managed to sneak over the line for um, squeaking out a, a 2-1 victory at the end. So the Dwarven runner seems to be the MVP for you. Oh, he he was really good, yeah. But again, he's, I think, having that movement six, he sort of puffs his little chest a bit, <laughs> being, being so super, super fast. And in a team of Dwarves, you really kind of appreciate his speed, in inverted brackets. Um, <laughs> Yeah, def- definitely good. But I must admit, the, the short hands is a bit of all right. And uh, for more sevens, I think that's sort of another skill that I might have to have to reconsider. There's, there's a few that are really hard to go past. I mean, you, you kick, short hands. Like, when you're so limited in skills and picking up the ball with edge three is seemingly impossible. Yeah, yeah. I've played two games of league recently where I just haven't been able to pick up the ball with lizards. Yeah, if you could make that a, another game, that'd be great. Um, <laughs> we're drawn for the next. We're, we're drawn for the next round. We should live stream it or something. It'd be funny. We should. Yeah, it'd be uh, interesting. Yeah. It's all that rolling threes, which is just enough to lure you into a false sense of security. That's going to work. It's like dodging with um, agility three things. Yeah, with dodge, it's like it should. Yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's a three up with a re-roll. It's got to be a good chance, right? Nah, not for nah. nothing. <laughs> It's a good chance, yeah, to get your mm. hopes up and then crush them. <laughs> but again, yeah, Sean, another another really good opponent. So four great opponents for the day, and Sean sort of knew his team well and played them really well. Which was, it's it's really good to see a team that you're not familiar with who's played by a good player. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I really like the the look of um, the the Norse. Uh, they're definitely on the uh, on on the list for one of the next few teams, I think. So I think they'd be they'd be fun to play. They've got yes. a few interesting pieces. The Valkyries were good, and yeah, again the uh, Ulf Werner or whatever they're called, the, yeah. the growly strength four dudes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were pretty yeah. impressive. I did I did play them for the first time in uh, an elevens league. We just did just a quick elevens league, and yeah, they were fun. Mm. And it was a bit of everything too, which kept it really interesting. So yeah. But yeah. of course, I chucked a beer more in there as well. 
<laughs> hey, are the are the beer balls actually any good? Uh, look, they're not bad. People sort of target them because they're small and squishy, but mm. you know, they've got sidestep and dodge and all the rest of it. Yeah. Um, have they got sidestep? Anyway. But, you know, if they're just standing around, there's a couple of times that they definitely picked up people that shouldn't have been picked up. So. Yeah, because it's, it's that special rule where, you know, in with ever radius of whatever it is, you can get up. Yeah, it's three oh, squares. It's it's five plus, so five oh, plus, yeah, and they yeah. just stand up. So plus they're twenty k, yeah. like they're cheap as anything, and it gives you you chuck one of them on. That's your twelve man or something like that. So yeah, yeah. yeah. So no, there is no sidestep, but they are dodge stunty titchy. So yeah. you know they're they're dodging everywhere. Uh, what's their edge on a two? Um, they are still a an assist. Mm-hmm. They have got the maybe free pick me up. They're cheap as hell. Okay. Um, and I, if they get killed, you get a journeyman. Okay. I did. I did use him as an assist more often than not. Yeah. So. yeah. And they can still sort of swing a hoof and kick. I suppose. I mean, strength do, one, but it's a little hoof. Do Do, do they have hands? Can no. They? No. There's no ball. Oh, okay. yeah. No. So again, it, it's a. a it's a handy little support piece for I really need an assist over there, but I can just dodge wherever the hell I want on a two. So I'm just going to put him there. Or I need to tag this ball carrier and he's got to now blitz me to get away or do something. Yeah. Um, I don't think you're relying on me anything, but as oh. a, a freebie. And again, because they're so cheap, you can often have them and a bench. So mm-hmm. you don't miss out when somebody dies. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's a very pretty team. I, I did like the comment around seeing a team played well. I think there is a big thing where you're like, oh, this is how they're supposed to work. Yes. And it kind of, yeah. kind of, you know, instead of just going, oh, this is maybe interesting, it opens up the door and sort of points you to how it's supposed to look so you know when you're doing it right. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Which, yeah, that was that was pretty much sort of all the opponents that have played through the day. Even sort of Hayden playing his dwarves, it was like, yeah, he had much more of an idea of sort of what they did and where they should be <laughs> than I did. Um, but, yeah, it was yeah, good to have four really good solid opponents through the day. All four like, fun opponents too, even the dwarf one, um, even though I was a bit of a thinker, was I really enjoyed it. And um, when things went wrong through the games, it's nice to have opponents that don't sort of spit the dummy and hurl Dyson models across the room. They just sort of take it in stride and it's like, eh, that's, that's how the game goes. I think, I think what we found with Blood Bowl in particular is that everybody seems to know that the dice are going to go against you at some point. Hmm. So you can't take it too seriously. I, don't, I haven't come across very many, you know, bad losers in Blood in, Bowl as in I have. Person. In person, yeah. yes. Yeah. Online, it's a totally different story. But <laughs> Blood yeah. Bowl, I've seen, I mean, I've played card games where people have flipped tables and stuff like that. And, you know, Blood Bowl, just, you just know things are going to go wrong. If you're going to get upset about that, this is probably not the game for you. Definitely not the game for you. Yeah, and I think the I think the ones you do see who do take it poorly are sort of newer to the game mm. and haven't or may not have encountered that that one game where Nuffle just says no for the entire <laughs> yeah. game. Yeah, any anyone that that's played more than a handful, I suppose, have developed the 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 callus from that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 
you really just can't afford to take it seriously. <laughs> no, again, that's that's why I think it's it's more fun. So before we go through, because I will call out that going into final rounds, scores were close. Mm-hmm. I think we called out there were like ten people odd at least that had a good chance of getting a result. Um, but overall, before we get into that, overall thoughts on the dwarves, on the format, on the dwarves in the format, things you might do differently. Look, well, dwarves, what, what can you say? Um, would I play them again? Uh, very unlikely. Uh, Been there, done that. The thing. Yeah, yeah, they were, they, they were tough. Um, they're good. They're reliable. They're what, exactly what they say on the box. Um, but I find, particularly with Blood Bowl, with Blood Bowl, I'm not a good planner for Blood Bowl and things always go wrong. And I like to have little bits that can do weird stuff in weird situations or can pull off miracle plays or at least attempt them. Dwarves really, really don't have that. You, you don't have that piece which has got like a really good movement or a bit of extra agility or a really sort of sexy skill that you don't use very often. But here we go, Fumbleruski is going to be a game-winning strategy for me. They, they just don't sort of have those cool things that you need in a pinch. Um, yeah, so they're a little bit vanilla. Uh, for a sevens team, though, they, they seem to do okay. Um, as far as the lack of movement or perceived lack of movement, I mean, you've still got one six, three fives, a couple of fours. Like on a, a shorter pitch, like movement four still gets you from point A to point B. Slowly. <laughs> Eventually, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I must admit, when play swings wildly from one side of the pitch to the other, it's 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 a bit of a struggle, and you you kind of really realise how slow dwarves are. But potentially, unless, unless you have a runner standing where the ball is. Well, there you go. I mean, you, unless you're an expert strategist, <laughs> for sure. But I think you know not only the the shorter pitch, but the narrower pitch makes a difference there too, mm. where all of a sudden you can cover more of the pitch with less players defensively at least yeah. is yeah it makes a little bit less but then also no line of scrimmage so you know right hand giveth left hand taketh hmm. yeah but um they were they, they were interesting ish to play i wouldn't say they were fun i probably wouldn't pick them up again um as far as the players pack went uh again a few extra skills really doesn't make a whole lot of difference with them um, where they get three or four skills. So I think sort of for tiering, bumping them up or down a tier really doesn't matter too much. Uh, but, yeah, it, it was good fun. I, I think they were more fun because of the opponents that I played were really good, enjoyable opponents to play. Um, so, yeah, it'd be interesting to see how they went sort of playing dwarves. Yeah, and next we're doing interviews with all of them just to hear how much... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, their, their, their recollection of the enjoyment of the games might have been a little bit different to mine, but uh, I, I, I thoroughly enjoy them. It'll be 80 minutes of swearing very loudly. <laughs> Watch the cross-examination go. Uh, so with that in mind, let's talk what actually washed up on the day and results and things, of which I know none of us. So, Brett, over to you. All right, I've got all the results because that's what I do. Uh, I'll go through. I'll go through the other awards first. So the best painted, the coolest team, whatever you want to call it. Uh, again, really, really close. Like it was 
there was three people who were getting very, very close, and it really came down to the last vote as to who won. Uh, but John, with his Underworlds, took that away. John has managed to pip the coolest team every one of our tournaments that he's turned up to. Everyone that he's entered, he has walked yep. away with that award. So somebody beat him. Yes. So he narrowly, narrowly beat Alice with her Nurgle, uh, who incidentally won that award when John didn't turn up. With that team. <laughs> with that team. But uh, no, really close. Lots of, lots of good votes. Uh, Lee's Norse as well, really high up there, right up until the end. So uh, best opponent we had, and again, again, we had a tie for this. So I'm just let me. I'm just going to quickly scroll back. Uh, we, I mean, throughout the tournaments that we've run, we've had quite a few tiebreakers, which for best opponent just means that everyone was equally as dickish, right? No, <laughs> <laughs> it means that there are. It means that I think, and from the amount of votes and the the there were only a handful of people that didn't get votes. So the, the votes were spread across. Kind of implies to me that we've really got a good bunch of people attending these things. Equally as dickish. Not, not so much running, but definitely good people no. attending. No. Uh, but as usual, you know, the, the hard and fast rule is if you've got more votes and you're lower on the overall results, that's where the award's going to because it's harder to be a, a good opponent and, and happy and fun to play against when you're losing as opposed to when you're winning. I mean, yes, I understand that's an arguable concept, but it's the one that we've decided. Yes, well, it's the one we, we stuck with the whole time. So Dylan, uh, Dylan Carter with his Lizardman, uh, narrowly beat out Ian with his halfling. So, and I think pretty sure Ian has come drawn at least one other time. <laughs> so, and I have uh, to, at this point in time, also shout out Ian for the stadium that he showed up yes. with. He, he pinged us beforehand and goes, oh, I, I built a, a, a stadium, a blood bowl stadium. Can I bring it along? I think it'd be fun to play on. And I'm like, Oh, but it's kind of seven speeches. Like, no, no, I got this. And he showed up and he just built a stadium in in the store for one of the tables and we put a sevens pitch in the middle of it. It was the it's had a giant wave and a flag and stands and crowd. It was so cool. Yeah, um, I had I had the pleasure of playing on that one and they're, they're, it's really nice actually. It adds a little bit of something something to to your game when it looks as pretty as that. It's, so you put a put a hell of a lot of work into it and it really pays off. It's incidentally something I was looking at getting done for our tournaments. But if we can just get Ian to rock up to each one. Then that saves me the effort. You've got it sorted. <laughs> All right. So let's get into results. So 28 points per round, four rounds. That's a grand total of possible, what's that, 112? I'm not checking your math. All right. Let's just go with that. Uh, so Wooden Spoon Award. Bottom of the pack, Oz and his dwarf team with a grand total of 11 points. He does get extra points for being the first one to get his roster in, however. 
He did it about <laughs> three months beforehand because he's like, this is all I'm painting. I don't want to think about it from here on in. Yeah. And, of course, we sprung the, the secret award on him for the wooden spoon, so he's got himself a pair of wooden dice. Oh, fantastic. Uh, so after him, 17 points, Josh with his Black Orcs. Uh, then Alice on 21 points with Nurgle. Andrew with Snotlings on 29 points. Clinton with his Chaos Chosen on 41 points. Here's where it gets really tight. Moose with his Shambling Undead, 42 points. Dylan with Lizards, 43 points. Lee with Norse, 44 points. And Ian with Halflings on 46 points. Uh, Jumping up a little bit, we've got Anthony with his Necro, 51 points. Yelv with the Orcs, 54 points. Nick with Dark Elves, 55 points. Uh, Panda with his Skaven, 62 points. Marcus with Slan, 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 63 points. Is it a castle or a castle? It's him. Is it a potato or a tomato? Uh, Sean Norse, 65 points. Will with Chaos Renegade, 66 points. Hayden with Dwarves, 68 points. John with Underworlds, 75 points. Uh, Michael with Skaven, 76 points. And then we go for the top three. So. Dramatic piano. Didn't we have this discussion the other night? That's not really that dramatic. <laughs> it's, it's really not. A drum roll would be even better. I, I got drums, but it's not a roll. Hang on. That's all I got. That is not a drum. <laughs> <laughs> we are slowly dropping the bar further and further down, aren't we? <laughs> all right. Third place, Ben, Amazon's 80 points. And then for the first time ever, we had a tie for first. Both teams with 89 points, and it comes down to touchdown differential. Damien with Norse just missed out to Phil with Dwarves. Dum, dum, dum. And all due to your touchdown differential, which you only uh, let in one touchdown the whole get, whole day. And that's oh, yeah. pretty much what it came down to. Thank so, you. Damien did score more than you, but he also let a lot more in than you did. So, mm. uh, But go. to have it th- that close at the top is just awesome. Yeah, I didn't even notice that till you mentioned it. Yeah. But, yeah, it's, it's good that it was at the top. And big thumbs up to Ben for coming back from, from his, his first game grubbing. Well, that's it. You know, he... You got your 28 points in uh, round one. He got one for handing in a score sheet in on time <laughs> and then came back to get 80 all up. So he had a ripper of a, you know, rounds two, three, and four. Yeah. No, he's, he's, he's pretty confident when the uh, uh, when the dice half are reasonable for him. <laughs> when Nuffle's good. <laughs> so that's Thoughtless Bob 4. Now we look on to the next one. <laughs> and again, just, just before you move on, like a big thumbs up to you guys. Um, that's, I think, about the third event that I've been to that you guys have run. And each event just goes nice and smoothly. Uh, the preparation's always sort of flawless. Um, everything runs on the day absolutely beautifully. Um, and the organisation that you guys put in and the way that you run it, yeah, really, really good events. Um, so again, sort of big thumbs up to you guys for the 
for the effort you put in and the events that you run. And um, the quality of the events definitely sort of encourages the sort of quality of the players um, in the community, I think. And uh, that's no small part to um, the effort that you guys put in. And a big thumbs up to the uh, shop owner. Rich, Rich through the name dice. I can yep. never remember. Yeah, yeah. Again, he's always really supportive, um, both beforehand and on the day of the events that are held there. So, yeah, you've got a, an excellent venue, an excellent little community running down Geelong Way. Cool. I'll big, try to you that 50 up. now. Yeah, I was yeah, about yeah. to say the check's yeah. in the mail. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, like absolutely a uh, huge thumbs up to Throw the Dice and Rich because, you know, they, they put up with us, you know, overrunning the store. Mm. What's that? That's the fifth time, fifth event we've run now. So, uh, huge props to Rich. Uh, again, yeah, thank you to Ian for providing what we used for table one. And uh, also thanks to Arena Innovations for donating some some awesome mats and prizes for the guys. So, yeah, we'll, we'll sew some links up for, for everybody into mm-hmm. show notes and stuff so you can check out. But yeah, I have to shout out to, to Area Innovations. Arena Innovations. Uh, I'll get it right one day. Yeah. Um, but they literally pinged us out of the blue and said, hey, we're doing some some mats. We're doing some different stuff. Can we can we get you some door prizes? And hell, yes, you can get us some door prizes. So if you're in the area and you would like to get us some door prizes, um, we will absolutely make that happen. But no, they, they're stellar. And I um, got to actually see one of them getting played on, one of the mats getting played on, and it's, it's really nice. Yeah. Um, it's sevens one side, elevens the other. It's it's everything you want. Yeah, which I thought was absolutely genius. Mm. Really, really nice idea. I want one. Yeah. Well, they still have their ten uh, percent off code. We've got a link. We have a link on the event Facebook, page yeah. on Facebook. So, yeah, ten percent off until the end of this month. So, uh, but yeah, huge, huge thanks and props to those guys. So looking forward, we have mayhem happening in September. I don't have to, A, I don't have to organize anything, and B, I get to play. This yes. is going to be so good. And is mayhem going to be another uh, nice standard vanilla sensible tournament? So mayhem is not run by us, so it will be infinitely more sensible, but it is firstly <laughs> 11s. So it is is big boy blood bowl. It is uh, a pretty pretty standard kind of approach to to like the players pack. As much as I know two tenths of bugger all about elevens player packs, there's nothing funky. There's no special rules. It's kind of pick your team, pick your skill pack, or pick your skills. They all cost things. Um, there's a modified Highlander rules for star players. So they've done get rid of the the really busted ones and then you show up with the same one as your opponent and you both replace them with the journeyman um that kind of stuff but yeah look i I didn't there was nothing that stuck out as bonkers i think it's like a 1.3 mil cash to buy your team so i don't know what the hell i'm going to do with that much well it's what they've done instead double what i'm used to yeah well what they've done instead of skill packs is again you can buy skills and then they've just limited how many of the same skill you can take depending on your tiering so yeah it was it was fun i've been playing with rosters for that to try and work out how the hell you build a and 11's roster and God, let's see what happens, but uh, it looks fun. So that is in a date in September. 
Yeah, towards the end or is it in the middle? I don't know. That is September. They have a Facebook page going. So I'll add links to that too. Add links there. Uh, and then 2nd of December is our next one. So why so serious? Number two, the shits and giggles of Blood Bowl. Did you come last year, Phil? Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. It is a different kind of tournament. We are playing around with ideas. We have some amazing ideas, which we can't wait to start sharing and also not share. But um, it's going to be everything that the first one was and more, hopefully. So Fantastic, because the first one was an experience. <laughs> <laughs> he that says is, gritting his teeth. That's exactly what I want to hear. <laughs> yes. It, it, it was an experience played on a blood bowl pitch. Yeah, hmm. it's gonna be it's gonna be similar, maybe a little bit more focused, but still crazy. So yeah, that'd be good. Keen, keen to see what you guys come up with. Is is refining? Yeah, that's the idea. It was uh, we're, we're trying stuff, we're doing new stuff. It'll be fun. Mm-hmm. But the whole concept is: look, playing blood bowl is is there, but let's just do some stupid shit to to make the day more fun. Because if if Nuffle doesn't screw you, something needs to. So it might as well be us. <laughs> and what better way to, to finish out a year of Blood Bowl with something stupid? <laughs> and we're all about the stupid. So there is, is there an event? Have we made an event yet? Yes, yes, we have. There is Great. an event. There are, tickets have already started selling. Um it is all systems go. So if you're interested, check out the Facebook page. There is a link to the event on our Facebook page. There is a link to the event. There is a link to the event on Facebook on our webpage. There will also be a link just in the show notes as well. I'll do that too. So, you know, I'm going to be linking the shit out of this one. Um, But can recommend. I know I'm biased, but so on. Yeah. (laughs) All uh, right, I think that might about do us. I will say congratulations, Phil, for, for coming yes. and stomping with little tiny stunty legs. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> and, and thank you so much for the invite, guys. I, I really enjoy the content you pump out and uh, yeah, keep, keep going with it. It's a, it's a good, fun listen. Uh, oh, thank you. Coming along no. and making it listenable. <laughs> <laughs> Improving the quality by tenfold. Um, cool. Yep. We'll leave it there. Give us a follow. Facebook, Spotify, Twidbean, Twitch, Podbean, OnlyFans, RedTube, all of the above, none of the above, whichever takes you fancy, whichever site you're on the most. Uh, As always, huge thanks to our Patreons for helping us uh, do some giveaways. So at the moment, we've got a Marvel United box set to give away this month. If you haven't Uh, played that, win that and then play it because it's good. It, it's legitimately our choice of game to go to when we're not playing Blood Bowl. Uh, it's, it's really that good. A lot of fun, very easy to pick up, and you can play a couple of games in a night, put it away, and not feel like your brain is mush. So details on the Facebook, but thank you again to the Patreons for that, and huge thanks to our thoughtless Patreons, Alice, Clinton, Kingsley, much appreciated, guys. And thank you to Phil. Thanks for joining us, mate. Yep. Thanks again, Phil. Cheers, guys. Thank you. Hopefully we'll see you another one soon. Laters. Catch up. Bye all.
Let's go.